This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. We're reading the same book, but we're not on the same chapter. That is exactly how I would feel. I'd be like, I can't wait to love you back. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. I'm 25. I'm from South Africa. I'm a male, as you can probably hear from the voice. Um, I'm here to talk to Ilana about my dating life. Um, and yeah, she's had a bit of info. So yeah, she has might have some good advice for me. I don't know. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like this is going to be such a great conversation. And it's so funny. There's like 28 things I want to talk to you about. And we're not going to get to all of them, but the ones we get to are going to be really great. So I want to start by asking, what is going on in your dating life right now? Yeah, so recently had a bit of a heartbreak. Um, was probably a long time coming. But yeah, now I'm like focusing on me, trying to keep that toxic person. Um, well, maybe she's not toxic, maybe just bad for me. Um, 
out of my life and focus on self-care and healing and not rush into the dating scene again. Yeah. I, first of all, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but it's amazing to hear that like you're self-aware and you're emotionally mature to a point where you know what you need to do and you know that it's important to take that time. And I love what you said about like, maybe she's not toxic, but she's bad for me. And I think that's a really great way to put it because we love to throw around like, oh, that person's toxic. Oh, that person is like the worst person in the world. Like screw them. But it's like, maybe they're not bad. Just the two of you together didn't work out and led to a lot of pain. And it's unfortunate, but it happens. And that doesn't mean somebody's a terrible person. Yeah, I definitely am like trying really hard not to vilify this person. Um, mm. And it's really like when I was younger, and I think a lot of guys really do vilify girls if they're not into them or if it doesn't work out. Um, they'll, I don't know if I can use um, swear words on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so, well, I don't feel like I need to now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically, guys get dicky when it doesn't work out. And yeah, like, it's just very hard to move on when you're still like in each other's circles and you have like similar work things. So yeah, it's a little bit difficult. But being blocked on everything helps. It does. She blocked you? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember getting blocked by somebody And it was the biggest blessing in the world that he blocked me because I was never going to block him and I needed that cut of communication. Otherwise, I don't know if I ever would have been able to like move forward. Yeah. So my friend said something to me. She was like, sometimes the trash takes itself out. And I was like, that's savage, but good point. I, I like it. And I agree. Like, I really think like, I love it. Now I don't have to have any self-control. Like yeah. I could go and get another phone number and contact her, but that's a little bit too much. And I don't want to be called crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Um. So we actually went to school together. Um, mm-hmm. Nice Jewish boy and girl went to the same Jewish school. Um, the tale is then, all this time. Yeah, we didn't. So we didn't really talk in school. I was in the grade below her, um, but we're the same age. Then in uni, um, we went to the same uni, and we spoke a little bit every now and then. Then during the pandemic, we matched on dating apps a few times, um, and we were meant to go on a date. Uh, I feel like you asked how we met, but now I'm just getting into the whole thing. Um, that was kind of the goal, honestly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, so we were meant to go on a date after the pandemic and she was not in the right emotional space. And I was like, okay, I understand. So that we stopped speaking. Um, and then about a year ago, I started becoming friends with her friends. It was completely unintentional. Um, and my friend, our mutual friend, sent a message on my behalf to this girl saying, really interested. And again, I'm not ready to date, was the response. Then um, this year, 
we went out in March with um, some of our friends. And this is the first time I've seen her in like two years. And they say to me, oh, no, she's seeing someone. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Then I can just be chill, be myself. Um, and we don't really speak during the night. But then we go bowling and we're like flirting. Um, and you know when you don't plan to flirt with someone, it's just like natural. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that happened. And then the next day, I see her on Hinge. So I'm like very confused, but I don't say anything. And the next week, I'm hosting an event. Um, TLDR, um, I host like Jewish events. Um, and it was my first one and she came to it. And like, I really saw a vibe with us the entire night. And I messaged her and, and asked her on a date and we went on a date that weekend. I thought it was really good. We kissed on the date. Um, it was like a three hour long date. And then, yeah, like I did the typical like message after the date to say I had a really good time. Doesn't respond to me for a whole week. Wow. Yeah. I, since we have mutual friends, I said to them, guys, like, what's up? What did I do? And they're like, no, you didn't do anything. Um, like a week later, I get a message saying I'm not in the right space to date. That's what she said. And I was like, okay, but can we be friends? Because I really don't like having bad vibes with people. And also because I had a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. um, so we tried to be friends, but she didn't really put in a lot of efforts, like wouldn't text me. Um, we weren't able to meet up, um, things like that. Then I was disinvesting and she went to the hospital for something. So that made me reinvest completely. I made her a card. I gave it to her friend, didn't get a thank you. It's okay though. Um, yeah. So, Aww. yeah. So then we tried to speak for a bit and eventually she said to me, no, we're only allowed to hang out if our mutual friends are there. And I was like, but that's not a real friendship then, which is what we're meant to be having. So I said, yeah, we should take a break from speaking. Um, so I unfollowed her. I removed her off my like socials so that I wouldn't be triggered. And it was hard. And I started seeing a life coach to deal with it. And I think that really helps because it really just helped me understand that I deserve better than to be treated like an option. And yeah, so after a few months, and I did speak to her every now and then, but very seldomly. Um, after a few months, I decided I was ready to unblock her and refollow. And I saw that she was working for this charity. And I was like, I'm a good person but I also do want to be close to you. So I volunteered to help. And I said to her, are you comfortable with me helping? She said, absolutely no problem. So we meet up for the first time in eight months. Um, I don't try anything. I don't try kiss her. I don't try like, yeah, no physical stuff. And we're just working on stuff for the charity. Um, and then we started speaking about like the, the conflict going on as well. And we also started speaking about like her history with men and why she felt so triggered on our date. And she really opened up to me. And then after that, a few days later, we had 
a phone call. Then the next week we had a video call. And before, like, I wouldn't get any of this. So I, I thought things were going really well. Then one day I'm speaking to the head of the charity, who's actually her best friend. And I comment on a post that they made. And I'm like, because I'm in like social media and stuff, I help them with their content. And the recent post they made like didn't fit their brand, um, didn't use their tone of voice, looked very amateur. Um, and I commented saying, who made this? I really don't like it. The friend responds to me, um, no, I, I need a pseudonym. Um, D's guy. <laughs> so her name is D. I don't want to use her full name because I don't want yep. to be a dick. D. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from 
And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Um, so these guy, so I'm shocked. I say something to the friend and she's like, I had absolutely no idea you and D had any history. Um, and she was like telling me all about the things that like this friend that she doesn't actually know what's going on with D and this guy. And I'm like, this is really messed up. Cause she said to me, she's not dating. So eventually I phone D and I confront her and I say to her, like, who is, who is this guy? And she said, no, he's just a friend. And I'm like, okay. But then why does um, your best friend think that he's something else? And why did she know absolutely nothing about me? Um, Because that should have been taken into account when I requested to join the charity. Um, And she's like, no, and I don't want to lead you on. And I want you to do what's best for you. And I don't want things between us to hurt the charity. So I say to her, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I do like you. You can't say if you like me for whatever reason, you can't say when you're ready to date. Um, and if in a few months it's still not working, I'll leave. And she's like, fine. I'm thinking about it the next day. Oh, wait. So I'm, I also help them host events because I'm also an event. So D cancels her attendance to the next event because she knows I'm going to be there. So, well, I presume that. Um, And literally that happened five minutes after um, our chat on the phone. So the next day I'm thinking about it and thinking like I deserve better and I'm so tired of this. And I say to D like, look, I really like you and care about you but I can't can't, like keep waiting around like this for you. It's like hurting me. And you said I need to do what's best for me. So yeah, like if you are ever ready to date, hit me up um, and I won't hurt the charity. So yeah, then she blocked me. Wow. Do you think it was a matter of, like, do you think her saying she wasn't ready to date was just her excuse. Like, do you think this was a situation where, and sorry if this sounds mean, but it was like, mm. I'm not ready to date parentheses you. Or mm. do you think she wanted to like you, wanted to make it work, but like for some reason couldn't get there? Yeah, so I, I genuinely, I don't know. But with the conversations I've had with my friends, because I, I don't know, I guess I'm the girl in the situation. We've We've dissected it heavily um that yeah love breaking the gender stereotypes i just think like based on what she told me she's very damaged and i don't hold that against her i kind of just feel like i was still led on and i think that she did really want to make it work and she did really enjoy talking to me and spending time with me but i think she's like so scared of intimacy and like being vulnerable 
because even her friends say she struggles with being vulnerable to them that she couldn't like deal with it and I think that the conflict of me saying to her like who's this other guy and the confrontation may have like pushed her over the edge and like I write poetry as well and I sent her a poem um before I got blocked about like how I viewed the date and maybe that was also too much for her but at the same time it's not my job to help her heal anymore like I've really tried and I'm just like tired you know I need someone who's ready yeah Yeah, and it never was your job to help her heal but when you care about somebody that's what you want to do you're like oh like let me help expedite this process for you like let me be there for you let me support you Mm. but it's tough when they're not giving like it's got to be a two-way street and I've I've been there where I've said like no like I can wait like I'll wait for them to be ready to you know put in the effort back and it's okay if like I'm the one giving them all of my everything now when they can't because like one day then they'll be in a better place and we can make this work but it's not fair and it sounds like you're so intentional and thoughtful and with you know like you said like you texted her right after the date you sent this thoughtful poem like you were willing to show up for her it's I think it's such a painful thing that we experience when we feel like we have so much love to give and the person we want to give it to doesn't want to accept it or isn't capable of accepting it. It's so painful, but it also goes to show like the you want to be with somebody who wants all of that from you. Hmm. I I completely agree. And I really did try and be intentional. Like after she told me about her trauma, I was like, how can I support you? What can I do for you? Um, and I was like, if you feel like I'm disrespecting your boundaries, please let me know. And yeah, I just feel like she wasn't actually hearing it, but it's her job to heal herself. Definitely. Just like it's your job to heal yourself now. And it seems like you're doing a great job taking those steps. Thank you. Been two weeks. What is, yeah. Hey, you know what? You got to start somewhere. Mm. What is your wish for yourself? You know, like new year coming. What this time next year, where do you want to be in terms of your dating life, your relationships, or just how you feel? Yeah. So I want to say something small because I don't want to like think too big, but just not thinking about this girl at all would be fantastic. Um, That's the best answer you could have possibly said. That's incredible. Just the the healthy answer, you know? Yes. Um, Wow. (laughs) Kudos to the man. No, th- um, this is the this is the audio clip right here, and I want every single person listening to repeat this back to themselves. You know, whatever person that you are struggling to get over, who hurt you this year, who you can't stop thinking about, or are really just having a difficult time moving forward from this time next year. That's your goal to not be thinking about them. Yeah, exactly, Boom. and especially for me because I keep saying to myself, like, if this girl heals then maybe we can see where things go. If she heals and she apologizes and she like gives me the truth because her reason for blocking me was I don't understand her perspective, which I don't think is the truth because I literally said, we, you just want to be friends. I want more. We can't keep communicating. So yeah, that's difficult. Can I ask you a question though and push back? Yeah. Why 
why still her? Why still, if she changes her mind and comes around and apologizes? Mm. Why? Um, so firstly, I think it's because of like fear of not finding somebody else. Um, I think that like the dating pool is terrible. Um, and then when you have a lot of requirements, like I'm Jewish, she's Jewish. I would like to date someone Jewish. That makes it even harder. And then like, I used to consider dating non-Jews, but now with all the political tension, you just never know when you're going to have a massive disagreement with somebody and they'll turn around and say to you like, no, screw you. So yeah, it's kind of just like, because I feel that there isn't really anyone else, but maybe I'll be surprised. And maybe also because I have a connection to this person already, whereas I haven't met anyone else recently who I have a connection to. I think you'll be surprised. Hope so. What do you say we do some listener questions? Sure. You guys listening sent in so many questions. Like I have a three-page list here and I was trying to put them in an order of like what we need to ask and answer. And I did my best. So let's let's go for it. Okay. First question. Is it true that men, quote unquote, always know? Follow up. Do some change their mind? Okay. So I'm going to assume always know if they want to date you. Um, so I think that they always know. I, I don't think they always know. I think that sometimes you grow on somebody um, and sometimes like your perspective of somebody changes. But I think that guys, most of the time they know. Let me put it that way. Do you think then, this is another question someone sent in and something I hear about a lot. Um, someone said, is it true that men put women into buckets, hookup bucket or girlfriend bucket and that it can't change? Um, I think it can change. Um, I think that it's about like how you interact with a man. Um, and if you show him like things that make him think, okay, yes, this girl is in hookup bucket, then he'll continue to keep you in hookup bucket. But I definitely think that like not all men are just willing to hook up, whether it's sleep around or just kiss or something, um, without like being aware that it might give them feelings, you know? So they could switch from being in hookup bucket to long-term relationship bucket because of the like intimacy and things like that. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, 
and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across, and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you find yourself, and maybe it's not something you consciously do, but like, do you think men do tend to put a woman into a bucket when they meet her. It's like, oh, yeah, like she could be somebody I could date or, oh, yeah, like she's hot. I could hook up with her. Yeah, so I've literally heard guys say things like, she's so hot, but like I would never date her. But for me, I don't want to do the hookup vibe anymore. So I like if I see someone attractive, but for whatever reason we can't date, I'll just say like, I would hypothetically hook up with them, but because of X, Y, and Z, I'm just not going to do it. So there's no point in even chasing them. Got it. That makes sense. If a guy has a long-term relationship open to short-term on his profile, does he actually want a long-term relationship? Um, so I actually think that they're overthinking this question. Um, <laughs> I genuinely think that if they say most of the time open to long-term, they are if it's the right person. But if it's the wrong person, then that open to short-term will just be that they want a friend with benefits or something. So you could be that person for them. You hypothetically could, but maybe you won't be. 
that's a really good point. I almost feel like people will include the like open to short term as an out where if they do go on a date or a few dates with somebody and that person wants feels the connection and they don't necessarily see it being a long-term thing, they could say like, yeah, like I like you. I'm not looking for anything serious. And they can't be accused of, well, your profile says you just want a long-term relationship. No, a hundred percent. And also like men are scared to commit to one person. Like, um, you once had a guy on the podcast. I can't remember what he, what his name is, but he, he runs a dating app. Um, and he basically said how he was so scared to get into his first serious relationship. Um, I don't know if it was his first serious relationship or not, but I resonate with that so much. Like I have like pushed girls away because I was so scared of like the commitment aspect. And then only afterwards when I realized that it was out of fear, then I'm like, oh, darn it, I fucked up. So what about commitment scares you? I think that guys are just scared to commit to one girl and get their heart broken. Which I think is pretty similar to girls. Like they're scared to commit to one guy and get their heart broken. Do you think guys are more afraid of it? I think they're afraid in different ways. So I think that guys are afraid in terms of like the spending time together and stuff like that. And the like, starting to plan trips together when you haven't even been on three dates or a single date. Um, and girls are, are like scared of like, Oh, what if this guy doesn't actually like me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what if I'm just being used? What if yeah, exactly. they're saying all these things, but, they, but it's not what they mean or they're going to leave. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. What do you wish women knew about dating men? Okay, so, and this is not necessarily limited to dating. Um, I wish that more women were more understanding of men's feelings. Um, I really am passionate about men's mental health, having gone through my own mental health issues. And I just feel that a lot of women put men in boxes or in one box and say like, why do all men do this? Why do all men do that? And yeah, I wish they would just treat us more like individuals. Like um, I, I'm not saying that men are perfect either and that we don't treat women like they're all the same, but I think that narrative on both sides needs to end. And just an understanding that a guy actually does have mental health struggles and does have anxiety about dating and does worry if he's going to meet his person. Um, yeah, I just think empathy is important. Yeah, I think that's such an incredible point. And I love that you said that. And I, I do agree. I think I see way more with women than with men. You know, something happens in a dating situation or a work situation and it's a negative experience with a man. And then they're like, yeah, like all men do this mm. or like, well, this guy cheated on me. So every guy's going to cheat on me or this guy ghosted me. So now every single guy is going to ghost me or, you know, there's a million examples, but I, I don't see men having that same mentality of like, Oh, screw women. They're all assholes. Yeah. But it's so women are so quick to say like, 
oh, like they're all the same. And because this guy did this, they're all going to do the same thing because they're all in the same men's club over there. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's almost like, you know, you'd presume it's innocent until proven guilty, but it kind of seems like every man is now guilty until he proves he's innocent. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. And it sucks. And I, I think I see both sides of it because I will say, like, I think it's repeated behavior, like repeat offenses. Like for me, it was, well, no guy's ever going to want anything serious because every single, like probably five guys in a row that I like got to somewhere between like six to 10 dates with would tell me, oh, I really like you and I'm down to keep hanging out, but I don't want anything serious. So like for me, it wasn't just like it happened once, but it was, it kept happening over and over. So I'm like, wow, they must really all be the same. But zooming out, I'm able to now see that I was dating the same exact type of guy and they all had the same priorities and they kind of spelled those out from the beginning. And so I could have taken it upon myself to make better choices earlier on when I would hear them talk about certain things to say like, oh, they're probably not looking for something serious. Maybe I should go pursue somebody else who might be. Yeah, so exactly. So I had literally the opposite experience where I, as a man, wanted something long-term with the, all these women and for whatever reason they all weren't ready to date or commit and they just wanted like they would go on a date with me or spend time with me and like kiss me or whatever and then it's like nope not ready to date and what I learned from that is it's not that all women are terrible it's that I need to be a lot foster with the I don't like the way this person is treating me bye bye yeah there's a lot that's in our power and we like to ignore that and just say it's all their fault. Mm. And well, it's because they hurt me, but I think we should take the responsibility of protecting our feelings as well. And knowing what roads we've been at, been down and not wanting to go down the same ones again. And it's hard. It's hard not to repeat patterns and to actually be conscious yeah. Because especially like those people often give you like chemistry and butterflies. And then it's actually mm -hmm. like, no, that's just anxiety, babe. Like, yep. Retweet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How would you feel if your partner said, I love you first? Um, ecstatic. Um, elated. Um, trying to think of something else with an E, but I would probably want to say <laughs> I love you back instantly. I mean, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, euphoric, yes. euphoric. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that if I really, like we spoke earlier about how men may be scared to commit, but I think if my feelings were mutual and it was like yeah. far enough down the line where we've been seeing each other then I'd be super happy about it. But like, even if I like really like this person and we haven't actually even been on five dates and they said that, I'd be happy about it. So if the feelings are mutual, oh, wow. then the guy's going to be happy. Interesting. Even if you're, what if you're not there yet? What if you're not ready to say, I love you and they say it? How would that feel? Um. Well, assuming that, I'm not there yet, but I am still interested, then I would be like just complimented and just like really happy about it. And 
you know, I once heard the saying, like, we're reading the same book, but we're not on the same chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that is exactly how I would feel. I'd be like, I can't wait to love you back. I love that. That's so sweet. Okay. So do you think in general, it matters which gender says it first? I don't think it matters. If you love someone, tell them. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You could also be ready on the same chapter, but on different pages. Like you're almost there. You're almost there. You could say, I love you um, at 830. And he could say, I love you at nine. Yeah, true. Could happen. Yeah. Okay. Somebody said, do you feel a loss of respect from a girl you're dating when you expose your insecurities and or vulnerabilities? I'm a guy and I feel like I'm only allowed to express a narrow set of acceptable emotions when I'm with a girl, as opposed to the full range of human emotion I can express with my guy friends, parentheses, they're wonderful people. For example, it's okay to cry in front of a girl, but only if it's something like a loved one or pet dying. If I cry about something like a friend said something really hurtful or I'm really overwhelmed and I don't know what to do, I can almost instantly feel the girl lose a level of respect for me. I'm not sure how widely this experience is shared by other men. Okay, so I think there's a lot to unpack there. But um, in summary, if they have double standards or my partner, whether it's male or female or whether your partner, whatever, has double standards and saying like you can't express your emotions, but I can all of the time, then I would not want to be with that person. Like if a girl had to say to me, you can't have anxiety about us dating because it's not manly. I would not want to be with that girl. Bye. Exactly. Literally. Like you don't want a partner like that, whoever this person is. You want a partner who loves and accepts you for literally every single flaw and every good part of you. And if they like want to be able to cry about absolutely anything, but you can't, why would you want to date them? It's funny because I feel like I have so many friends and I know so many women who would gain respect for a guy opening up and being vulnerable about feeling overwhelmed or sharing that a friend said something that hurt them. I think personally, I think it shows dimension and it shows that you are emotionally mature and have feelings and are okay expressing them. I actually think that's a really like big green flag. So Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry for this person that this has been your experience that you feel judged and you probably feel afraid to continue opening up to women that you're dating. I would really say like, don't stop, don't change, don't hide parts of yourself because the right person will embrace you and see you and be there for you and support you through that. And I just want to add that by them treating you this way, when you open up, they're showing you they're not for you. So like I said, with my girl, like you did me a favor by blocking me. All these people who are mistreating you are doing you a favor. They're showing leave now. Absolutely. Okay. We have another one from a guy here. I don't get a ton of matches on apps. And when I do, I feel like my texting isn't great and they fizzle out pretty quickly. 
As a better in-person guy, do you have any tips on how to text matches in a way that will help them see how I actually am? Um, okay, so I firstly want to preface this by saying that I'm not the best on dating apps either. Um, I don't think there is a specific way to be on dating apps that's like effective or non-effective, despite what YouTube videos will tell you. Um, but I think that if the person is really for you and then they'll respond to you and like, if they're not willing to give you the chance and the time of day, then it's okay. Like, you know, don't cry over the fact that they haven't replied because they're not for you if they don't reply. But I personally, what I try and do when I'm messaging girls on Instagram or dating apps or whatever the case may be, I just really try and be genuine um, because like flirty pickup lines are fun and all, but I just think it's better to express exactly what your intents are. Um, yeah. Agreed. I would also say if you know that you're better in person, then get to the date faster. You know, you don't have to spend days or weeks texting back and forth. And you can say like, I'm honestly, I'm much better in person. Like, let's grab a drink next week. What night are you free? Like, you can say that once you feel like the texting is dragging on. Or if they ask you a question about a picture or a prompt on your profile, you can say like, oh, it's a much better story in person. Like, would love to take you out, pick a night next week. You know, you can change the conversation to be like about planning the date. That way you can just get to the date and really show off who you are. I, I agree. And also for your mental health, it's just better to try and get the date as soon as possible because the longer you spend texting with somebody, the more attached you're going to connect, uh, you're going to be to them. And yeah. then let's say it doesn't work out, you're going to be hurt. Absolutely. And I would also say, don't overthink it. I think the longer you spend trying to craft a text, the worst the text is going to end up being. Just text these people, text your matches the way you would text a friend. That's oh, it. You 100%. don't have to think too far into it. <laughs> um, Just a small anecdote. I once, like, you know how Hinge has a certain number of characters you can send? Yeah. So I remember once writing somebody a poem with like that literal 120 characters or whatever it is. And I got so invested and then they didn't match with me. And I was like, but I wrote you a whole uh, haiku. <laughs> and see, you know what? Had they met you and then received a poem, maybe they would have been like, oh, this totally matches his personality. You're like, oh, that's really sweet. I'm glad you yeah. took the time to do that. Yeah. All right. Two more quick ones. What are deal breakers? Maybe they're not quick. <laughs> what are deal breakers for you in a relationship and why? Um, okay, so given my new traumatic experience, I can answer this question very well. Thank you, girl who broke my heart. Um, <laughs> so lack of communication, lack of vulnerability, um, lack of emotional intelligence. Um, I think lack of attraction is one that everyone will say. Um, and I also think lack of ability to have a laugh and have a stimulating conversation. And lastly, lack of trust. And why? Because I don't think you should date a partner if they're lacking any of those things. 
Absolutely. And I want to point out the first few that you mentioned, you know, vulnerability, being able to open up communication skills, like all of those things are the first to go out the door or to be missing when you're sitting there trying to play hard to get or acting chill and pretending you're okay with things when you're not like that is why it is so important to genuinely be your authentic self and not play games and not you know wait hours before responding and say the absolute least because that's sending mixed signals that's not being yourself that's not creating a foundation that could lead to a relationship because the other person doesn't know what the hell you're thinking yeah, exactly. And also noticing when your potential partner isn't like, or is doing these deal breakers and being honest with yourself and saying, maybe I like this person, but I don't like the way they're treating me and long-term that's not going to work. So I need to leave. Yeah, exactly. What about a woman's online profile stands out to you or to men you know? Uh, now I'm going to sound very basic. Yeah, if she looks pretty in the photos. Um, it's honest. Yeah. Um, I also think that like a witty bio is really funny. Um, if you have some like funny stories or you've got something that's different about you. Um, what stands out? Um, I really check their hearts because I know that a lot of women don't want a guy who's shorter than them. So I need to like, check every time um i thought you said you checked that they're hot <laughs> you checked their height <laughs> no no i said height yeah i feel like i well, said yeah so, so you're trying to make sure that you're taller than them yes because you think that they would want you to be taller or be or do, or do you care also i i don't care well i don't know but I assume that they will not match with me if they are taller. So I don't want to waste my time. No, no, I'm going to stop you there. We're going to, we're going to stop doing that because guess what? There are probably some amazing girls out there who don't care. In fact, I know that there are some amazing girls out there who don't care and you might be missing out on some really wonderful people by doing that. And the ones that do care are the ones who will be looking. This is true. This is true, but I haven't. You don't have to spend yet. the time writing a whole haiku. You can just <laughs> send a message or send a like. But I think that's where you could be doing yourself a disservice because of the assumptions that you're making. No, definitely. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I also think that, well, on another note, I think that another problem is, especially in the Jewish community, that we all know each other. And then I'm like, well, yeah. why am I going to send a message when I know you've never shown an interest in me before? And I suppose with your logic, then I would send it anyway. But I also don't want to be seen as like harassing anyone. Yeah, it does get tough when it is that tight knit community and, and everybody does know everybody that I understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One more. I lied. How big of a red flag is it? when a guy plans the first two dates in his neighborhood, which is across town from your neighborhood. Um, so I guess two, they've gone on two dates and he's planned both dates to be right near where he lives and she has to travel really far for it. Uh, is that a red flag? Very inconsiderate. Um, or he might have a good reason for it. I think it's worth discussing it. Um, 
I think that your mind could go a little bit wild and be like, is he going to like try something? Um, so yeah, I don't, I think it's worth discussing. I think it's an orange flag and then you would, based on the information you get, then you'd make your decision. Agreed. I would also test the waters and say, like, see what happens if you say, Hey, can we do something in my neighborhood next time? Yeah, or meet in the middle. How he reacts to that. Yeah, or meet in the middle. Exactly. Like, don't be afraid to push back. Sometimes people just aren't really thinking. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be really nice and considerate if he thought about it. But yeah, sometimes you never know. No, a lot of men don't think before they do things. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Including including me at times. Glad we have that on record here. Yeah. (laughs) On that note, last question for you. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Okay, I need to get my phone because I wrote it down. No way. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, one second. We love the preparation. Yeah. Okay, so here you go. Someone's inability to appreciate your value doesn't depreciate your value. I love that so much. Thank you. And I love that. Like I can tell that ties back to your experience and your story that you shared. And I'm so glad that like, this is my first time hearing that. And I think there were definitely times in the past where I would have benefited a lot from hearing that. So I'm glad that you have that wisdom. I I have to repeat it to myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm sure it's, you gotta, you have to, but that's really powerful. Thank you. Really powerful. I love that. Thank you so, so much. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so wonderful to everyone listening. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. I know everybody knows 10 people who need to hear this. This has been so amazing. I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish bloated queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!